Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. God, we thank you for this time. Father, we're praying that, Lord, you would uh, help us be the very best leaders, God, that we can be. God, help us to grow. God, we're praying that, God, where we were yesterday is not where we're going to be today, and where we are today is not where we're going to be tomorrow, and Father, all of those things are going to be pushing and moving us forward, and God, we're praying, God, even a little step, God, help us to, to really celebrate, God, a little growth in our lives as we continually compound that growth day after day after day, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Uh, this morning, I wanted to talk about alignment and uh, if you're listening right now, uh, we're going to be talking about this subject and also way to go for all of you who are listening right now and putting, uh, putting an emphasis on uh, your personal growth. So um, way to go, everybody in the room. Way to go to being here, and that's awesome. Uh, this is Second Chronicles chapter 25, and uh, a little background um, there is a split now between God's people. There is the uh, kingdom of Israel and there's the kingdom of Judah that has happened, okay? So there's two tribes that are with Judah. There's 10 tribes that are with Israel. There is a split. Um, this is not how God intended it to, but this is what, this is what happened um, after Solomon and, um, and there was a big civil war and da-da-da-da-da. I'm not going to go into all the details, uh, but so we got two, two kingdoms, right? Um, Israel is really going its own way, uh, not worshiping the Lord at all. Judah uh, is kind of in the same bucket. They've both had terrible kings so far. Um, and then uh, this one king comes. Um, his name is Amaziah. Um, and in verse 2, and he becomes the ruler here. Um, there's a great background, all this. I don't have time to go through all of that, but... Um, Verse 2 in Second Chronicles chapter 25 says, Amaziah did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, but not wholeheartedly. There are things that you can do that will please the Lord. And still, your whole heart is not where it needs to be. Um, and that speaks to your alignment with the Lord. So I, I want you to think about that. Uh, just keep that like a bookmark in your mind on that verse. And then let's go down to verse 7. Because what uh, Judah was about to do was go fight the enemy that was coming against them. And uh, so Amaziah amassed this huge army. God was with him. Like, hey, we're going to go defeat the enemy. This is, uh, this is something we've got to do. And then um, and he also hired, um, uh, I think, 100,000 uh, troops or something from Israel. And he paid them with a bunch of silver. And, and so he amassed this huge army, and they're going to go. And look at um, verse 7. <coughs> verse 7 says, but a man of God came to him and said, your majesty, do not hire troops from Israel, for the Lord is not with Israel. He will not help those people of Ephraim. If you let them go with your troops in battle, you will be defeated by the enemy. No matter how well you fight, God will overthrow you. 
for he has the power to help you or to trip you up. Verse 9 says, Amaziah asked the man of God, but what about all the silver I paid to hire the army of Israel? And the man of God replied, the Lord is able to give you much more than this. Verse 10 says, so Amaziah discharged the hired troops, sent them back to Ephraim, and this made them very angry with Judah, and they returned home in a great rage. There's some interesting things here that I want us to see when it comes to leadership. One of them is sometimes when you, when you feel the, um, the stress of life, when you feel like the battle is coming against you, when you feel like um, there's something that you're fighting against, a lot of times we feel like we don't have enough strength to fight against that battle. And most of the time when you feel like you don't have enough strength to fight against that battle, that is your indication um, to rely on the Lord. There, that, that When you feel depleted, that's your moment to say, oh, God, you're going to have to, you're, you're making up the difference here. Now, now, the truth is God makes up the difference every hour of every day in our life. And every time that you think that you have enough strength to fight something, just so you know, you're fighting with the grace of God anyway. You just don't understand that God's grace is with you, and you kind of think that it's your own strength. And so, you know, there's a little pride kind of puffing you up at that moment. And I would tell you at any moment when you feel like, man, I'm just going in all strength, that is God. That, 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 that is the Lord that has given you that. Um, but there are moments where we, where we all feel depleted, where we all feel like, man, I just, I don't have what I need to get this victory. And the, uh, the temptation would be to, well, what can I do to make up the difference? And so what the king did here is he said, well, I'll just hire troops. I'll just, I'll just get some money out, and I'll just hire some troops, and we'll go out, and we'll do the thing. And the problem with that is, is when you start, you, um, let me say it like this, you can't hire heart. You can't hire alignment. You can't hire people that are with you, heart and soul. Money will not buy the people you need to win the victory that you need. And as much as you would like to, and I'm not just talking about money, I'm talking about when you try to make concessions for people and when you try to entice people to come with you and when you try to say, when you lower the bar and say, well, if you just do this, this, and this, and this, um, you know, I could really use you. Or you start looking at their talent and you said their talent has, is enough that will, um, that will erase all of their heart issues so I can use their talent to get us to where we need to go so I don't need to really focus on their heart. And so many times we get ourselves in trouble because we think we can hire heart. And we think that we can hire what we need to be 
uh, to get the victory in our life that we need. And here's the start of the whole issue. To go back to verse 2, Amaziah did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, but not wholeheartedly. He wasn't aligned. He wasn't aligned. So when you're not aligned, you won't care about alignment. When, you're, when you aren't aligned, you will not care about everybody else being aligned. Because guess what? You're not aligned, and I guess it's working out fine for me so I can have everybody else, and I can have my team, and I can have my staff, and I can have my family, and I can have my marriage be all out of alignment because I'm out of alignment, and it looks like it's working out great for me. But then a man of God came to Amaziah and said, do not hire troops from Israel, for the Lord is not with Israel. He will not help the people if you let them go with your troops in battle. You will be defeated by the enemy no matter how well you fight. Some of us are so frustrated because we are fighting so well, but we're not moving forward. And we're like, man, I'm fighting so well right now. Why am I not feeling like the battle's being won? I would say, let's check our alignment. What's going on with the people and the teams and the family and the marriage that I have? And all is, are we out of alignment here? Are we not aimed at the right thing? And also, and, and when, I, when I talk about alignment, let me just, alignment can mean a lot of different things. But in this instant, I'm saying, are we going after the same goal? That's alignment. In this instance is what I'm talking about. Are we running after the same thing? Because what Amaziah was doing was, was not aligning his troops because he had so many troops with him that were fighting for Judah. Awesome. That's what they should be fighting for. And then he hired a bunch of people that were fighting for themselves. And that's the issue when you don't value alignment you start bringing about a lot of people that are in it for themselves. And when you start bringing those people around your team, and when you start having, um, and when you don't uh, fight in that with your families, like your kids, and, and, and your kids are, they don't see that we as a family are moving forward instead of like they only see what's in it for me. Why should I clean the dishes? Let me explain to you why we all do stuff in the family and that I am not your mater D. You know, let, let me explain this for a second. That's a parent's job, to align the family. You know, you, you bring everybody together, and we're running the same way. This is why it's not good for a husband and a wife not to have a lot of date nights or not to have a lot of time together uh, without kids or without all the stuff because they're running separate places all day long. But then when they don't get to come together and align, okay, what are we running for? What, what, what are goals financially? What are goals spiritually? What are goals that we want to see in the next five to ten? What are, because this is what happens if you start running and you're all going all these different ways. You're not aligned. Doesn't matter how well you fight. I think that was the thing that, like, just really messed with me because we always want to focus on, well, I just need to fight better. No, maybe I just need to align myself and, align, and, and get more alignment. Yeah. 
This is why the devil fights against unity so much. This is why the devil loves to use gossip. This is why the devil loves to use unforgiveness. This is why the devil loves to use bitterness. This is why the devil loves to use cynicism and things that can creep into heart and ruin alignment. It just, it, it, it destroys everything that God is trying to build. And the man of God said, don't do this. Don't, don't hire him because you can't hire heart. And then he said, Amaziah asked the man of God, what about all that silver I paid to hire the army of Israel? Because then when you start, what happens when you start realizing that an uh, alignment might cost you something more than you thought it was going to cost you? You start saying, well, I don't know if I can pay that price. And I love what the man of God replied. The Lord is able to give you so much more than this. Understand, when you've got things aligned in the right place, things will work so much better. It will be so much better for you as alignment starts to happen. You're wondering, how can we get things? Man, this just things like it's just going. Like it's just going fast and it's easy. And, it's, and, and how did we get going like that? Because you're aligned. And we, we as a church, we fight for alignment, and it's a hard fight because we're all messed up people that, man, we get, we get sin messed up in our hearts. We get deception messed up in our hearts. We get other things that just run rampant in our hearts, and it would be so much uh, easier to, at that moment as a church, be like, it's fine. Hey, we'll all just come together. We'll try to work it out. And then you make concessions for everybody's stuff. And then you just say, hey, you know what? Your talent's good enough, so I'll just take your talent. Oh, and when you start getting funky, then we'll just kick you to the curb because we'll just get another one at some point. And this is when you start using people over and over and over again. And people leave your, uh, your environment feeling so much not only used, but also broken and hurt. And then they go to the next church and that next church has to like build them up so much more and try to fix and say, hey, we're not like that. So come on, this is why it's so important. We've got to focus on alignment. Instead of just looking at those people and say, well, oh, we can hire all those troops that will go and win the battle. Because you won't. You won't, you won't win the battle. A note about those people that Amaziah wanted to hire. Listen to this. Um, so Amaziah, he, he, he did it. Amaziah discharged the hired troops, sent them back to Ephraim. This made them very angry with Judah. And they returned home in a great rage. You want to know how you can figure out real quick if you got people that aren't aligned on your team? Shift them to something that they don't want. Put them in a place that says, okay, we, I know we said that we were going to do this, but you know what? We're not going to do this right now. And I'm going to need you to move over here. If they move over here and they're like, I'm good for it. Wherever you want me, Wherever you want me, I'm here to serve. I'm not here to get my own name. I'm not 
I'm, I'm not internationally known, but I know them like a microphone. You know, like, I, it, it's just like when you can at this moment say, I don't need, I can clean a toilet, I'm good. I'm, I'm here to serve. I, I don't need a place. I, I just want to be, if you can move somebody here and they have that kind of heart, then you know they're, over. but the moment that you take them out of the place that they wanted or that they, see, can we go back to the troops that were hired? Do you understand? They were hired and he didn't take his money back. Amaziah lost all his money. These guys were going back home with pouches full of money and they didn't have to risk their own life. And they're still mad. This is insane to me. This is when you know you've got the wrong heart on your team. This is when you know that this, this, this just can't happen. We can't have this kind of poison always in our team and in our staff or in our church or in my business. Or I just can't, I can't hire you that you're only looking out for yourself. And the moment that your boat gets rocked a little bit, you just got to leave and you got to find somewhere else. I, I'm not going to hire that. I got to hire people that are say, I am here because this is a good company or this is a good place to be, or this is something that I know I want to grow with and it's going to grow with me. I am here. That is just not for a church. That is for life. That There are businesses all around our country and in our world that people take less money so they can work there because they're just bought into that company. And they're just like, man, I just got to be a part of this. And if you move me over here, I'm good. You move me over here, I'm good. That's the kind of heart you want on your team. That's the kind of heart we want in our church. That's the kind of heart that we can have, but you got to fight for that kind of alignment. You got to fight for it. Can't hire it. Can't throw a bunch of money at it. You can't entice it. You can't oh, it, it give all of these kind of concessions to it. You got to just say, this is it. This is, this is where we are. And then at that moment, that's when you get the real win. Now, Amaziah went, fought, God did a humongous victory, humongous victory for, for Amaziah and Judah and all of this. You see it. And, um, but he did it without all these people that Amaziah thought, I have to have. There are people that we think we have to have that God's looking down and saying, no, you don't. There was a moment early on in... Um, Okay, I'll, I'll tell this and then we'll be done. All right, there's this, uh, this moment early in our church that um, there was a, uh, there's a group that had, um, they had uh, like a little connect group Bible study thing. And um, one of the uh, people was not going to uh, teach it anymore. Um, and that person was the, the teacher that we had thought, okay, this is going to be great. And this is a long time, but like kind of when we started here. And, um, and so there was another, uh, there's another couple that was in that group that, uh, had just started coming for a little bit. And, uh, I didn't know them that well. And, and, uh, but they were, you know, they're fine. They were nice. Um, but I, I could tell that they were kind of hungry for um for wanting to be in charge 
and so that, that also, just so you know, that's a red flag right away when somebody's kind of hungry for that. It can, it, it can, uh, it can my wife just said <laughs> that's going to be a no for me, dog. Uh, so um, it's just a red flag. When somebody's hungry for leadership like that, it's either because they're control freaks or uh, and they just want to be in charge of everything, or they have such low self-esteem that they need everybody's eyeballs on them to make them feel good all the time. So it's either one of those two, usually, if you have somebody that's really hungry for leadership and you're like, what? why are you trying to always get a title? Why does when, you, when somebody slaps a title on you, you're so happy? Like, what, what is wrong with you, you know? Like, there's something, there's something not right there because Jesus actually fought against titles instead of... And every time anybody tried to put a title on him, he's like, shut up. I don't want that. Right? So, I mean, there's something there for all of us to have, like, and not in a false pride way, but just in a, a sense of just not hungry for that kind of thing. Anyway, um, there's a couple of people in that group. They're like, oh, these people, they really want to teach. They could be the teachers. They da 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 And so, I go, oh, uh, well, I, before you anoint somebody leading a group in the church that I'm pastoring, let me talk to them, and, and let's see here if this works. And so we had a conversation. Uh, there's a couple other things that I uh, saw and heard, and I just felt as I was praying, this isn't the right time for them. So I had a meeting with them, told them that this wasn't going to be the right time for them, and we're going to just chill for a while. You guys be a part here at the church. You don't need a title. You don't need anything. And uh, and just be. And maybe a couple months after that, we'll we'll see. And in my mind, I'm thinking, this is a great kind of testing moment. You know, you get two months to kind of see if everybody doesn't show their butt, then then this might be something that would be great for them. The next day, they emailed every person that they had an email in our church saying, come with us, we're going to a different church, and then outlined all the different things that I was wrong with and some of the other staff were wrong with, and they couldn't believe that God had uh, not, um, you know, destroyed this church to the ground, and, and uh, so let's go, all go, and it's going to be uh, better over here. That right there shows you where their heart is when you pull something. Do not be afraid to not give something to somebody because of how they're going to act. Oh, if we pull this toy from Watson, he's going to scream and yell and throw a fit. Good. He needs to learn how to not get his way all the time. And that is a toddler, but we have churches and businesses filled with toddlers that have not learned yet, oh, we're going to shift you for a second. We're just going to shift you for a second. And, and Amaziah shifted these troops, and they went home and burned down three cities because they didn't get what they wanted. 
the, you, you got to be able to have strong enough leadership inside of you and strong enough that you care about your business and you care about your church and you care about your family, you care about your marriage enough that you're like, we're going to be aligned. So let me put a little litmus test out there for alignment. I'm going to move you over here for a little bit. If you scream and whine and cry and go nutso, then I know we've got some alignment issues. But if you're here and you're like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm just glad to be a part. I'm just thankful you didn't throw me off the boat. I'm just glad that I've got a place here. At that moment when you've got that kind of heart, then you know, we're aligned, baby, we're aligned. This is awesome, we're aligned. And I'm just telling you, alignment is a secret sauce of how you can move forward. And it's really, really hard to do. But what alignment does is it really saves people. And it helps people become the leaders that they're supposed to do, they're supposed to be. Instead of trying to hire everything and trying to um, supersede alignment, because what if you do things like that, you're end, you're ending up going to hurt a lot more people, and not just a lot more people. You're gonna hurt yourself too, because what the man of God said. He said, it doesn't matter how well you fight. God will overthrow you. For he has the power to help you or to trip you up. I, I just, God, I need your help. I don't want to be tripped up by God by getting out of alignment. And so my job is for alignment for the church. No matter how fast I think we can get there by, ooh, let's do this, 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 this. Nope. You can't hire heart. Just can't, can't do it. And so it takes, this is, the, uh, this is a hard part of leadership. I'm learning this lesson. I've learned this lesson over and over and over. I wish I learned it faster, and we're going to keep learning it, and we're going to keep learning it because alignment in our church is everything. It really, I love it when the team all feels like we're on the same page. Instead of when we all come together and 75% are like, let's do this. And the other 25 are like, only if it helps me, you know, like everybody feels that and, and, and nobody wants it. But when the hundred percent is like, man, does, let's just all do this. It's going to be awesome. Alignment in your marriage, family, business, church, all of it. So that's it. Alignment. Love you all. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.